This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. I'm Cristina Matescu with the news. First, the headlines. The Romanian government has approved three national health strategies for the next seven years. The Egyptian capital Cairo is hosting a peace summit to discuss the situation in the Middle East, and the National Theatre Festival got underway in Bucharest. The Romanian government on Friday approved three national health strategies for the next seven years, a general one on public health and the provision of medical assistance, and two dedicated to specific areas, namely on combating hospital-acquired infections and on vaccination. Health Minister Alexandru Rafila said the vaccination strategy aims to encourage lifelong immunization and in particular to prevent the re-emergence of serious diseases such as polio, measles and rubella. He emphasized the strategy is not about making vaccination compulsory, but about tasking public institutions and doctors with the responsibility to correctly inform the population and provide the needed resources for vaccination. More than 70% of people in Romania are worried about the heating costs this winter and are increasingly concerned with finding ways to save energy, according to a recent poll. To be able to pay their bills, 63% of homeowners said they spent less on entertainment and travel, or tried to cut their heating bills by turning off the heat or lowering the temperature when not at home. 53% said they lowered the temperature in their home. 14% recently decided to install smart heating control devices, the survey also said. The leaders of several countries, including top officials from Turkey, Qatar and Europe, are meeting today in Cairo. The president of the European Council, Charles Michel, and the EU foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, as well as other EU officials, are also attending the summit aimed at preventing the situation in Gaza to escalate into a regional or bigger war. The United States, Israel and Iran will not take part in the talks, with commentators saying their absence makes it unlikely for the summit to yield any breakthrough deals. The Israeli government said the pressure exerted on Hamas, which controls the Gaza Strip, led to the Palestinian group releasing two American women, mother and daughter, abducted in Israel during the attack two weeks ago. The spokesman for the Foreign Ministry of Qatar, which negotiated the release of the two Israeli women with dual citizenship, said his country would continue talks with Hamas until the release of all civilian hostages, regardless of their citizenship. 
Israel said it will continue to exert diplomatic and military pressure on Hamas to secure the release of all the around 200 Israeli and foreign hostages. And Bucharest is playing host to the 33rd edition of the National Theatre Festival, whose official opening took place on Friday. The festival brings together 30 productions from Romania and three foreign productions. The selection was made out of over 150 plays staged in the 2022-2023 season by both state and independent companies. The festival's lineup also features debates, talks, exhibitions, play readings, workshops, online events and radio drama, as well as a book fair dedicated to the launching of the latest publications in the field of the performing arts, published in Romania and abroad. And now a quick look at the weather. It's very warm for this time of the year in Romania, with highs between 25 and 34 degrees Celsius and 27 degrees in Bucharest at noon. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom further to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week. I am Kalin Kutsoyo. The Romanian Prime Minister was among the first leaders to go to Israel this week to express his solidarity with the Jewish people. Marcel Ciolacu conveyed the sympathy of Romanian society for the victims of the war started by Hamas terrorists on October the 7th and thanked the Israeli authorities for their support in the repatriation of Romanians from the area. More than 2,000 Romanian citizens have been brought home from Israel so far, and the Romanian Foreign Ministry of Foreign Affairs is looking into another 350 Romanians and their family members in the Gaza Strip. Romania remains a promoter of peace and will unconditionally stand by its allies in these difficult moments, said Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu. 
He demanded the immediate release of all persons kidnapped by terrorists and refraining from any act of aggression against the civilian population. The Prime Minister insisted equally on the opening of humanitarian corridors in Gaza and the provision of assistance to refugees. The President of Romania firmly condemned the terrorist attacks on the territory of Israel as well. On Tuesday, at the extraordinary meeting of the European Council in video conference format, Klaus Johannes emphasized that Bucharest unequivocally supported Israel's legitimate right to self-defense, which must be exercised in accordance with international humanitarian law. Kyiv hosted this week the first joint meeting of the governments of Romania and neighboring Ukraine. A memorandum was signed on strengthening cooperation in ensuring the safe transit of Ukrainian products, which also includes an addendum on the strategy for the development of border crossing points and road infrastructure. An agreement on the construction of a border road bridge over the Tisa River and cooperation documents in the fields of the defense industry, pharmaceutical industry, and on the readmission of people were also signed. At the same time, the Ukrainian government adopted a document by which it recognizes that the Romanian minority in Ukraine, second in numbers after the Russian one, speaks Romanian, not Moldovan, as was erroneously stated until now. Prime Minister Marcel Cholaku was received by the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The fiscal budgetary measures for which the government recently assumed responsibility in order to balance Romania's budgets can enter into force, the Constitutional Court decided. It had rejected on Wednesday the notification submitted by USR and Forza Dripti in parliamentary opposition. After endorsement by the country's president, the law can now be enforced. Moreover, some of the provisions of the fiscal budgetary package, such as those regarding the reduction in the number of positions of heads of public institutions, or those for the payment of the health contribution by construction and agricultural employees were supposed to enter into force on October the 1st. Next week, the representatives of the executive will have a meeting with social partners when they will establish the level of increase in the minimum wage in construction and agriculture so that the employees in these sectors would not be affected by payments to the state health insurance fund. It is hoped that following the application of these fiscal budgetary measures, Romania's deficit will decrease this year to 5.7% of the gross domestic product. President Klaus Johannes endorsed the new version of the law on huge special pensions enjoyed by certain categories of state employees. The normative act was re-examined and voted in on Monday by the Chamber of Deputies, the decision-making body, in line with the 
summer decision of the Constitutional Court, but also with the observations of the European Commission. The parliamentary opposition, which wanted to eliminate any privileges, vehemently criticized this version as well, which it says is unacceptable, humiliating, and does not respect the principle that applies to ordinary Romanians, that of calculating a pension according to the contribution to during their period of activity to the National Pension Fund. According to the law, magistrates, some of the beneficiaries of this law, can retire with a pension of 80% of the average gross monthly allowances and raises from the last four years of their activity. Net pensions cannot be higher than the net income of the last month of activity before retirement. At the same time, starting next year, magistrates can retire if they have 25 years seniority and are at least 47 years and 4 months of age. The retirement age will increase annually by 4 months until the magistrates reach 60 years of age. The fourth edition of the support platform for the Republic of Moldova took place in Chisinau. It was created as the initiative of Romania, France, and Germany. It was an opportunity for President Maya Sandu to declare that the Chisinau government's plan is to preserve peace and ensure European living conditions for Moldovan citizens. You've been listening to the Weekend Review. Dear friends, we have a special announcement for you. On Sunday, the 5th of November 2023, on the first Sunday following the Romanian Radio Day, which we celebrate every year on November the 1st, we invite you to take part in Listener's Day on Radio Romania International. Twenty twenty-three is set to become the warmest in recorded history, warns the EU Copernicus Service. After average temperatures measured around the world during the summer and in September have reached the highest levels ever recorded. Climate change has triggered not only temperature records but also extreme phenomena. Devastating fires, heavy rainfalls, thunderstorms and flooding. In the 2023 edition of Listener's Day, we ask you whether and how climate change has influenced you. What steps do you think should be taken to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions? And how could each of us contribute to reducing our carbon footprint? Do you see education as a useful instrument to tackle climate change more efficiently? Should there be more platforms to discuss climate change? What role do mass media play in this context? We're looking forward to receiving your answers, which will be included in our show on the 5th of November. You can email them to us at engl at rri.ro, Post them on Facebook or send them as a comment to this item on Radio Romania International's website at rri.ro. You can also send us pre-recorded answers via WhatsApp at 
plus 407-443-12650. Or you can send us your telephone number so we can call you from the studio and record your opinions. Thank you. are listening to Radio Romania International. World of Culture. Welcome. I am your host today, Lecamera Simeon. The surrealist drama Mamalia, directed by Sebastian Mihailescu, had its world premiere in the forum section of the 73rd edition of the Berlin International Film Festival and has recently entered cinema halls across Romania. The film was screened for the first time in Romania in Cluj-Napoca as part of the Transylvania International Film Festival. The film was also selected at the Uruguay Film Festival and was included in the Smart 7 competition, an itinerant program that highlights innovative voices and which is founded by seven prestigious festivals. Mamalia was also shown at the Kino Pavasaris in Vilnius, Lithuania, and in the Lisboa, Portugal. Mamalia, a Romania-Germany-Poland co-production, is a surreal journey through the crisis of masculinity, written by Sebastian Mihailescu and Andrei Epure, and it combines drama with mystery and comedy. Sebastian Mihailescu spoke at Radio Romania International about how he came to make a film about the type of filmmaking in Mamalia, about the Smart 7 competition and the international trajectory of the film. In terms of approach, I try to get closer to a poetic cinema, a poetic cinema that makes full use of the cinema means, obviously, such as editing, time, light, and for this reason, I also assume the film as an analog medium. I probably chose this approach also because I'm afraid of time. It's all about my struggle with time, my fear of time, things that I also shared during the Q&A sessions. Regarding Smart 7, it's the first time that a Romanian film is selected in this circuit. This month, the film will also have two screenings in Reykjavik. I will definitely attend one of them. And it will also be screened in Thessaloniki. Returning to the discussion about time, for me, cinema is my second career, which I started at 27. Before starting filmmaking, I was an IT engineer. This year I turned 40, and I think this is a turning point for any human being. I was not really happy with my IT career at the time. That's why I abandoned it. Initially, I wanted to be a painter, but I didn't have the courage. Then I wanted to be an architect. 
again I didn't have the courage. This is how I ended up at the Polytechnic University. But at the same time, I studied design, I continued to paint and do street art. But the wish to express myself through art was always there. It remained there. I tried to express myself somehow, and somehow the film connected all these skills, namely my passion for writing, my passion for painting, image, and photography, said Sebastian Mihailescu. In Mamalia, Istvan Teglash plays Kamil, a 39-year-old man who embarks on an oneric journey where the mundane and the fantastic intertwine. Having lost control over his work, his social status, and his love relationship, Camille embarks on a quest that makes him question his identity and his masculinity. As he follows his partner, he ends up in a bizarre community with disturbing rituals, where he eventually experiences a tragicomic reversal of roles. Istvan Teglas admits that the role of Camille was one of the most demanding in his entire career. It was very difficult for me, and I often got anxious. This way of working on a film, when you never know what's going to happen the next day, obviously creates all kinds of moods for you. Moreover, after several days of work, you start getting tired, given that you have many shooting sessions a day, sometimes from five in the morning, for example. But I tried to focus, I tried to be present. That was the most important thing. And I think I succeeded. Indeed, it was a very demanding and physical role. And I say this even though I'm used to this kind of work. I have played demanding roles in theater shows as well. So I was trained, prepared in that sense. But there were quite a few challenges. For example, I had to go into the water at the end of October, when it was cold outside. In these conditions, the diving suit helps you up to a point. But beyond that, all you need is to be resilient. Mamalia is a film where the director gave me freedom, but he also gave me a kind of direction, because the situations I had to perform were clear. So I didn't feel lost for a second, Ishvan Teglash said. Istvan Teglas also talked about the collaboration he had on Mamalia with non-professional actors. In general, I like to work with people who don't have a degree in acting because it seems to me that they have a much greater openness than professional actors. I knew this. I wanted to work with amateur actors. This has actually happened. We got along very well and, in a way, in those moments, I let them lead me more instead of me leading them. And I enjoyed doing that, although generally, as an actor, it's not easy to do that. Because you want, or you were tempted most of the time, to lead the whole play. But the Mamalia experience was a happy case, actor Istvan Teglas confessed. Besides Istvan Teglas, the cast of the movie Mamalia includes Malina Manovic, Denisa Nicolae, Steliana Bolucciano, Rolando Mazzangos, Mirela Crezzan, Andrea Gheorghe, Mircea Bujoreanu, Marian Purvu, Dan Zarug Mihai, and Elena Cingalato. And that's all from World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia.
Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. 120 years ago, on August 5, 1903, Prince Nikolai, the only male sibling of King Karol II, besides his three sisters, was born in Sinaya. The destinies of the two brothers were very different, but there were similarities between them in terms of behavior and private life, some even due to the way they were raised. Their mother, Queen Marie, wrote in her memoirs that she let her children grow up free, less concerned with the restrictions imposed by royal protocol. Stefania Dino, head of the Kotrochen National Museum, continues the story of Prince Nikolai. A fost botezat la 3 octombrie 1903 He was christened on October 3rd, 1903 and named after the Tsar Nikolai II, who was first cousin to his mother, princess and later Queen Marie. He was the second son of the couple formed by the future monarchs Ferdinand and Marie and the fourth child of the royal family. This placed him rather far from the throne. Since he was not going to be in terms of succession to the throne in a dominant position, Prince Nikolai had an as happy childhood as possible at the royal court. Because he was very naughty, all those who tried to educate him failed in their attempt. But they also ended up loving the little prince very much, and one of the people he was very close to was his father, King Karol I. Nicknamed Nicky, the young prince was King Karol's first favorite, and after a carefree childhood in Romania, he was sent to Britain to attend Eton College. Prince Nikolai's passion for sports and cars is also rooted in his adolescence and early youth. During World War I, when the royal court withdrew to Yash in 1916, he used to take his mother for a ride in a small car called Bambino to help her relax during that difficult time. Stefania Dino tells us what happened with Prince Nikolai after the war and after the Great Union of 1918. He continued to attend Eton College, where he did fairly well, without being brilliant. He was a dreamy fellow, leaning more towards humanities. But at Eton he took military courses, as it was Queen Mary's ambition that her boy should become a Navy officer. This was also the career he pursued at Eton, and after finishing college, he was an officer cadet with the British Royal Navy, planning to attend the Royal Naval War College in Britain as well. He did not get to do it because King Ferdinand died prematurely in July 1927, so Prince Nikolai had to return to the country to take over the position of High Regent. It is known that in 1925, Crown Prince Karol abdicated for the second time and went into exile in France with Elena Lupescu. So King Ferdinand had to announce the establishment of a regency for the child King Mihai. When King Ferdinand passed away, the regency took over, the high regent being Prince Nikolai, aged 24 at the time. King Mihai was only six years old, so this regency had to take charge of the affairs of the state. Prince Nikolai was also the legal guardian of the child King Mihai. During the regency period, the prince fulfilled his duties well until 1930, when King Karol II claimed his throne and took over the leadership of the state. The two brothers, raised in the same unrestricted spirit, were also alike in their tumultuous love lives. 
Just like the king, the prince started an affair with a married woman, Ioana Doletti, whom, once divorced, he married against royal customs. The king, however, did not accept the situation, although he himself had been in almost identical ones. Here is Stefania Dino about the private life of Prince Nicolae. Pasiunile lui pentru automobile, pentru aviație, pentru sport în general. Meanwhile, his passion for automobiles, for aviation, for sports in general continued. Skiing was his favorite sport, but he also participated in motor racing. One of the races was Paris-Nice in 1933 and Le Mans. He accompanied Queen Marie in 1926 on a visit to America, and there he had meetings with several American car manufacturers, including Henry Ford, after which, coming to the country, he even purchased some American cars, with which he participated in those races. In 1931, on October 28th, he married Ioana Doletti, without the permission of King Carol II, who did not agree, although he was in the same situation as Elena Lupescu. King Carol II was a bit of a hypocrite when he asked his brother to give up Ioana Doletti and their marriage, concluded secretly in Tohan. This, of course, led to his exclusion. First, he was sent abroad for six months, and the six months turned into six years, during which time Prince Nicolae would come to Romania to participate in a series of events together with King Carol II. It was only in 1937 that the prince renounced his royal title and went permanently into exile with Ioana Doletti under the name of Nicolae Brana. The title of Prince of Hohenzollern was to be reassigned to him in 1942 by King Mihai, who also recognized his marriage. However, he would not receive the title of Prince of Romania. In exile, he lived in Italy and Switzerland, being followed by the interwar and post-war secret services. When the communists grabbed the power, Prince Nicolae became one of the most dynamic representatives of the Romanian exile, trying to unite the Romanian diaspora around several projects, inaugurating Romanian libraries such as the one in Freiburg and cultural centers such as those in Madrid and Rome. He died in 1978 in Madrid and was buried in Lausanne, Switzerland. And that was Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a new edition of our traditional music program with me, Daniel Bilz, the microphone. The vocalist we'd like to present to you today is none other than Valeria Peter Predescu, a gifted traditional music vocalist from Bistrița in central Romania. Let's now take a first song from Valeria Peter Predescu's repertoire. Dragă Ileană, tot fetile șezătoare, 
Valeria Petrpedescu was born in a decent family in Bistrița Nasaud County who had a keen interest in traditional Romanian music and made her debut back in 1974 in a radio program entitled Long Distance Dialogue. Let's now listen to another song from Valeria Petrpedescu's repertoire in which the artist speaks about the love she had for singing. Yeah. 
The recipient of numerous prizes and awards in various music festivals in Romania and abroad, Valeria Petrpredescu launched her debut album in 1977 at the Electrocord label. We now invite you to stay tuned for another traditional love song with Valeria Petrpredescu. In a career spanning more than 40 years, Valeria Petrpredescu recorded over 250 songs on 20 audio tapes, 24 vinyl records and 16 CDs. We go out today with another love song from Valeria Petrpredescu's huge repertoire. Mai de dragută, 
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Welcome to a new edition of Listener's Letterbox with Nicolin Kotsoyu, bringing you the program where we read out on the air your letters, your suggestions, and your recommendations. But today is a special edition, and we begin with a presentation of what is our yearly ritual, that is Listener's Day. And here is what you need to know about it. Dear friends, we have a special announcement for you. On Sunday, the 5th of November 2023, on the first Sunday following the Romanian Radio Day, which we celebrate every year on November the 1st, we invite you to take part in Listener's Day on Radio Romania International. Twenty twenty three is set to become the warmest in recorded history, warns the EU Copernicus Service. After average temperatures measured around the world during the summer and in September have reached the highest levels ever recorded. Climate change has triggered not only temperature records but also extreme phenomena. Devastating fires, heavy rainfalls, thunderstorms and flooding. In the 2023 edition of Listener's Day, we ask you whether and how climate change has influenced you. What steps do you think should be taken to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions? And how could each of us contribute to reducing our carbon footprint? Do you see education as a useful instrument to tackle climate change more efficiently? Should there be more platforms to discuss climate change? What role do mass media play in this context?
We're looking forward to receiving your answers, which will be included in our show on the 5th of November. You can email them to us at engl at rri.ro, post them on Facebook or send them as a comment to this item on Radio Romania International's website at rri.ro. You can also send us pre-recorded answers via WhatsApp at plus 40744312650 or you can send us your telephone number so we can call you from the studio and record your opinions. Thank you. Well, we have received already many contributions for Listener Day, and we hope we receive many more and hope that we will have time to read as many as them, of them as we can out on the air. They tend to be quite long, so we'll probably just whittle them down a bit and bring you the essentials so you can know what other people across the world, our listeners, think about the issues at hand. And now for a little housekeeping. As usual, in autumn, we are providing you with the new frequencies, which, uh, you should note, are valid starting on October the 29th, 2023. And they go as follows. For our listeners in Western Europe, we transmit between 0630 and 0700 UTC, on the frequency of 11,930 kilohertz. Between 1,200 and 1,300, we broadcast on the frequency of 15,460 kilohertz. Between 1,800 and 1,900, we transmit in the DRM format on 11,630 kilohertz. Between 2130 and 2200, we transmit on the frequency of 7375 kHz. And between 2300 and 2400, our frequency for broadcast is 7220 kHz. For our listeners in Africa, we have one broadcast between 1200 and 1300 UTC on the frequency of 21,470 kilohertz. For our listeners in on the east coast of North America, we transmit between 2130 and 2200 UTC on 9,500 kilohertz. And between 0100 and 0200 UTC, our frequency is 7325 kilohertz. For the west coast of North America, we transmit between 0400 and 0500 UTC on 9510 kHz. For our listeners in Japan, we transmit between 2300 and 2400 on the frequency of 9620 kHz. For our listeners in Australia, our broadcast is between 0630 and 0700 UTC using the frequency of 21,470 kilohertz. And our broadcast to India is in the DRM format 
It is between 0400 and 0500 UTC on the frequency of 15,260 kilohertz, again in DRM format. And those are the new frequencies that Radio Romania International will be using starting on the date of October the 29th, 2023. And we wrap up with a special message from our special friend from Sweden, Mr. Christer Brunstrom, and we will let this message speak for itself. The shortwave radio listening hobby has always been quite popular in Sweden. Some listeners try to log as many stations and countries as possible, while others spend a lot of time listening to the programs of their favorite radio stations. There was a time when more than 10 countries offered programming in Swedish, targeting listeners in Sweden and the other Nordic nations. The list of stations included HCJB, The Voice of the Andes in Ecuador, Vatican Radio, Radio Moscow, Radio Prague, Deutschlandfunk, Radio Berlin International, and many others. Many of these stations offered mailbag shows or cooperated with the Swedish listeners in different ways. Some sent representatives to the annual DX Parliament. Today all these broadcasts in Swedish have disappeared from the airwaves. In order to somewhat remedy the situation, the Swedish DX Federation produces a few broadcasts on shortwave each year. The next one will go out on November 4th with a repeat the following day. I have been involved in these special broadcasts for many years, and I still present some of the programs including the world's shortest music program. There will be a new edition in the next broadcast. However, the title is probably not totally correct, as RRI's Song of the Day is somewhat shorter, but I still plan to keep the title of the show. This five-minute program features just one song with some information about the artist. The one-hour show will be broadcast on Channel 292 in Germany on November 4th at 1000 hours UTC or 9670 kHz with a repeat on November 5th at 1300 hours UTC or 9670 kHz. The program is entirely in Swedish, but there will be some music in between the different segments. We usually get some 30 to 40 reports after each broadcast with about half from Swedish listeners. There will also be a broadcast at Christmas and another one for World Radio Day on February 13th, 2024. This is Christer Brunström in Halmstad, Sweden, inviting you to listen to the broadcasts of the Swedish DX Federation. That was all for today. Let's wrap up and from Bucharest, it's all 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk.
Ilana Konstantinescu has been one of the greatest names of Romania's traditional music who has made a huge contribution to this musical genre, considerably enriching the country's traditional music heritage. Here she is now on the microphone with a love song from her native region. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl.ri.ro.